Hello, here we are at Satellite Cultural. It is a space which discovers worlds of art and culture. We thank very much to Fred Freddy Foundation, who makes possible these art and culture episodes. At microphone, Nelly Fjerdich. Our next episode is Art Market and its segments. After a year of online innovation sparked by the pandemic, the industry looks very different. Imagine a world where you could not fly around the globe anymore. How would you conduct business? The pandemic thrust the still analog art world farther into the virtual realm than it had ever been or expected to be. As with any kind of evolution, natural selection has been kinder to some segments of the industry than others. For example, art fairs have suffered clearly and a rocky vaccine rollout pushed their return in 2021. Art Basel, for example, widely expected to be the first major international fair of the post-lockdown era, announced in mid-January that it will postpone its Switzerland edition another two months to September. Whether this old remote moment has braced businesses, vote online, it won't last forever. And the art industry, like all industries, is starting to process what a hybrid virtual IRL future might look like. Here is a breakdown of how four major segments of the sector will evolve. One thing is certain, there is a whole lot more room to innovate in a post-lockdown world than there was before. Galleries. The pandemic has cemented the necessity of having a digital footprint, but readers plan to be extremely judicious about where they put their dollars going forward. What's changed? Dealers can no longer put off developing a digital strategy. An advice would be to have a cohesive hybrid, then you are just not going to be relevant. That realization has resulted in the reallocation of resources. There's no time like the present, since for once, art fairs costs are not eating into budgets. Another bonus, artists no longer see a digital showcases as the equivalent of being stuffed into the storage. What will stay the same? In person, visits remain important. Viewers, it seems, have doubled down too. For example, the $10,000 banked from not doing art fairs, freeing up top focus on the program as opposed to focusing on the hustle. What's left to innovate? Secure digital infrastructure and online betting programs will be more important than ever. Given the rise in e-commerce, 
especially as dealers transact with new clients and governments like the UK and USA. Titan oversight systems to other to now your client and anti-money laundering rules. Not to mention cybersecurity will be a high priority this year. Auction houses. While auction houses nimbly met the challenge of creating exciting and successful live-streamed sales, the future of the market will, as always, higgen on supply of good material. What's changed? The typical auction schedule historically centered on the two weeks of mega sales in November and May in New York, but after a year of anything goes, action executives feel empowered to postpone based not only on public health, but also on political events. For example, like the presidential election and the availability of material. Not everyone is pleased with this development. For example, clients were happy to have the opportunity to buy and sell in December before the Biden administration could tinker the tax code. It's very hard to track when you have used to traditional schedule. It felt a little scattered. What will stay the same? The need to balance supplies and demand is an enduring puzzle, no matter when or where sales are taking place. In 2020, supply was the issue and demand was strong, since so many would-be sellers put their plans on ice. But that may change in 2021. Some collectors will have to downsize for a stated purpose while others may be encouraged by surprisingly buoyant results. The next problem will be figuring out what to Egypt funneling into online sales when live actions return. Lasting hybrids. Client relationship will follow a new model for good. For example, pre-pandemic behavior was throwing open the doors to an auction preview after months of preparation and businesses getting. Champagne and gossip will flow. Last year, what happened was given more walkthroughs via individualized FaceTime tours. For example, to clients cosied up in front of their fireplaces in Aspen or perch in their backyards in Palm Beach or Switzerland. But on the other hand, we don't worry about wearing nice shoes. What's left to innovate? To drama of quarantine prompted unlikely collaborations between fairs, dealers, auction house, and even luxury brands. For example, Bulgari sponsored Sotheby's Old Master Week in January, outfitting the auctioneer and staff in the brand's jewels. Now that the borders have been breached, look out for more partnerships like those of Christie's with China Guardian called 2020 Plus Events. 
and Philips with Poly in Asia in Beijing, as well as auctions art fair hybrids like Christie's recent project with one two points 54 contemporary African art fair bases in Morocco. When the market is shrinking, when fairs are cancelled, there is a mutual interest in collaborating to keep the market alive. Collaborations are already effective. The challenge is to make them more frequent. Upper racers. If any markets players could be declared winners in all this upheaval, it would be the upper racers. Collectors took advantage of the lockdown to update insurance policies, use art as collateral for loans, and get a jump on financial planning, all of which requires this specialist expertise. What's change? Pricing is more transparent. Instead of having to score art first alley and upwardly interrupt gallery directors to ask for prices, apparatus were able to suck up copious figures with a strike of the keyboards to track to the so-called comparables they use to determine fair market value. Primary market information is particularly valuable in the post-war and contemporary art sector, where, as appraiser, put them because prices change dramatically in a very short time, on a regular basis. It is not exaggeration to say that increased price transparency, a trend that fair organizers and dealers agree It's likely to continue beyond the pandemic, has allowed experts to beef up their spreadsheets in a way that will serve the fields for years to come. What will stay the same? Dealing with collections of a certain scale continues to be a challenge, pandemic or no pandemic. For example, With a state appraisal and a gallery with a total of 850 works, appraisers will ask for a smaller sampling basis on what art handlers were able to bring out at one time. Digital images had to suffice for the rest. Nevertheless, no matter how high the resolution is on a digital image, there still remains a limitation in the viewer's ability to absorb the entire work as one would if they were seeing it in person. What's left it innovated? A comprehensive way to capture both primary and secondary market Pricing is needed in an increasingly fast-moving landscape. While online art fairs have made primary prices somewhat easier to track, the increased volume of new formats for online auction sales have resulted an increasingly obscure public result. Not only are lots that fail to meet the reserves, left out of public records, but a growing number of works 
are being withdrawn on the day of the sale because of a lack of interest, making the true level of demand difficult to discern. Art fairs. Of all the sectors in the art market and art fairs have aggravably been hardest hit without a physical gathering space or events driving demand. The works will not be sale. What's changed? It was a long and open question whether art fairs could translate the social shopping experience to the web. Now I have the answer, no. A scan of 10% of collectors bought work from online platforms, often always during the year-long period ending August 2020, according to a recent survey. After more than a year of adapting to a fearless environment, expect dealers of all sizes to get selective about which events they take on. Two years ago, the regular schedule from was fairs in Europe, Asia, and Latin America, as well as four in the USA. Now, the tendency concerned in two fairs, USA, and focusing all our foreign efforts in Asia. What will stay the same? In-person experience is still the best way to drive commerce. Client enjoyment regenerations comes from getting in front of new people. For example, at Basel, Hong Kong, offer dealers how might be stimmed by travel restrictions the opportunity to keep their galleries front and center by taking out a smaller space managed by Art Basel staff member for a reduced price. These are called ghost boot. In a nod to the importance of human contact, the fair mandated that the event's full opening hours, time difference be damned. What's left to innovate it? Uh, just as Blockbuster failure to translate to the web opened the door for Netflix, the face plant experience by online art fairs has created an opportunity for other art e-commerce models to fill the breach. Fairs are now sorting out how to offer a scaled-down physical experience, supplemented rather than supplanted by a robust virtual program. It is time to think in a total redesign. For example, what size of fair do we almost go back to 2011 levels? That means going back to the year first event. To give an example, I can mention the Outsider Art Fair founded on found success in Paris with an IRL exhibition curated by Alison Gingeras, featuring highlights from exhibitors who showed their full offering online. Finally, to conclude, digital and off-site programming inclusive with small in-person events will be the future in this market.
that is all for today until the next time